Research Field, the podcast from Chagas for everyone interested in agriculture, crops, the environment, food, horticulture, forestry and rural development research in Ireland. Presented by me, science journalist Sean Duke and produced with Katrina Boyle, Science Communication and Outreach Officer at Chagusk. This podcast features an interview with Stuart Green, Research Officer at the Rural Economy and Development Programme at Chagusk Ashtown. The interview took place at the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition in Dublin in January, where Chagusk researchers were present to explain their work to the students, their parents and teachers, and the general public. Stuart took time out from talking to a group of young students to tell me about how the use of observational satellites and drones can help farmers plan more efficiently, which since the COVID-19 crisis began is more important than ever. We're here at the Young Science Show obviously and I'm looking at a drone here on the table so uh, there's a bit of interest in that from the kids. Oh yeah, the, the kids love drones. I mean, half of them got drones for Christmas. Uh, but it's, they're always interested in see what you can do with more technical abilities rather than just taking pictures. So there's a lot of different things that you're involved with. Uh, I mean, give us the overview first uh, uh, and where this uh, technology's emerged from. So we're the remote sensing department and remote sensing has been around since the 60s. Uh, it's about using satellites and photography and aircraft to observe the earth and what you can observe on the earth, you can map and measure and explain and monitor. So that's principally what we're about. Everything from estimating the amount of grass growing to mapping habitats in the farm to looking at drainage and floods. Earth observation, isn't that generally what it's called? That's generally what it is, yeah. yeah. So anything, anything that looks at the earth from a distance without touching it, we call that earth observation. So it used to be just satellites like the US or whatever, but obviously this is an area that's expanding uh, you know, and the drones are coming into it. It's getting cheaper and easier to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the satellite uh, has changed in the last ten years in that the European Space Agency has put a lot of effort into making satellite data freely available, along with NASA. So, at any given day, uh, Ireland will be observed maybe 15, 20, 40 times a day by a satellite, and most of those will be freely available to download by anyone. Uh, so, it's a huge difference. It's a a limitless supply of data and now our problem is doing what we can with it and making the most of it. That's great, so that's European satellites, is it? Mostly European. It's the, the Sentinel satellites uh, run by Copernicus. So these satellites, Sentinel-1 satellite has the ability to see through clouds because it uses microwaves. The Sentinel-2 gives us the sort of imagery people are used to in Google Earth, nice colour pictures. Uh, and there's even a satellite now that's the Sentinel-5 that can measure actual gas in the atmosphere in terms of uh, looking at methane and production of greenhouse gases. Brilliant. Now tell us about the drones and the, the arrival of the drones. Uh, the drones have been the big bang uh, in remote sensing and earth observation. Um, the technology is almost foolproof now so that it, they're very easy to fly, they're, they're cheap, they're reliable. Um, when we fly them we, we pre-plan our routes and we survey farms and um, fields and uh, wild areas to, to get really good mapping. Um, probably the one thing that's holding everyone back are the uh, regulations on what can be done. The technology has far outpaced the regulations, so we're all waiting to see what the new European regulations will next year in terms of making these things more available. So is the case now that you have a question and you can just apply these to whatever questions you have? Absolutely. Uh, we can use the drones uh, 
for any sort of observing. And the key is not so much the drone. The drone is just the aircraft. It's the sensors that you put on. So we use uh, infrared sensors. We use thermal sensors, color sensors, so we can see the color of the grass. We can map habitats. We can even, by using thermal sensors, see underground and, and map things that are happening underneath the, the surface of the field. Now, you're with Chagas, obviously, so tell me about some of the project-specific things that you're, you're doing this for. I think the big push that we've had in Chagas with this sort of technology is to, to do some of the work for the farmer. Uh, and the big push is trying to get measurements of grass. So not just to say how much grass is there or, or what type of grass, but to actually say that there are so many tons of biomass for feeding animals in a field. And we have that by cu coupling the meteorological data with the satellite data in machine learning and artificial intelligence, we can now get a satellite image and it'll tell us how much grass is in a field and we can feed that into farmer planning and farmer modelling so you know maybe in a few years time farmers won't need to walk the farmers often and estimate their, their, their paddocks, the satellites will tell them for them. So let's say it's a year when the grass is good or a year when the grass is bad, They're, they can just look at something on the computer and tell them. Yep, so the satellites are really good at telling you what's there now. Uh, and if you have a large farm or a farm in multiple parts separated by uh, some distance, it actually is a big hindrance to try and understand what's going on in all parts of the farm. So being able to understand instantaneously is a great advantage. And of course, as the meteorological forecasting gets better, uh, we can combine the satellites with uh, models of grass growth developed in Moorpark and we can now start forecasting what the grass will be in a week's time which of course is wonderful for the farmer because it allows for planning of where to put the cattle where to cut fodder, fodder and so on so that's kind of where we're hoping to be in two or three years time. That's fantastic so that would also introduce efficiencies into farming. It would uh, you know a lot of a lot of grass that's grown especially in the summer uh, it kind of goes to waste in some respects because you, you just can't get it to the animals fast enough. If you've got a forecast of what's going to happen in a week's time, it does make planning a lot better. So I think we'll get much higher utilisation and efficiencies of grass on the farm. And if you're a farmer listening to this and you think it's interesting, I mean, how do you get involved? Let's say you don't have a lot of technical knowledge. What do you do to avail of this? Well. One thing we do every year is we go, uh, we put on a, a mapping system. So we have a simple map at townland scale. And what it does is it tells the farmer during the spring how well the grass is growing. Uh, and this compares it to averages. So we can say that in this townland, grass is a week early or two weeks early or a week late. And again, at the start of the year, before all the cattle are out, just having a sense of where things are compared to normal can be a real advantage. So you can go onto the Chagas website, follow the links in the spring, and the map is there. Just put in your townland, it'll zoom straight to where you are, and you'll get some sense of how the current grass is compared to normal. And you don't have to be like a soothsayer for weather then, like a lot of the farmers wondering what's coming next. No, but what it does is, because everything seems to be very mixed up at the moment in terms of weather, it is actually quite hard to remember what normal is. Uh, so by having a service that says, at the moment, grass growth is normal, is actually quite an advantage because it allows, it gives a bit of breeding space in planning. So if you're a dairy farmer wondering when to turn your cattle out, if you're getting observations that are telling you the grass is a bit slow, it tells you you maybe got a week or two before you need to move. But if the grass is growing faster than normal, 
you should maybe think about putting them out a bit earlier than you might have thought you'd be doing. And what's available right now for farmers in this area, this field? Uh, well, there's, uh, there are services that commercial services that farmers can, can buy that'll it'll map their farms for them, it'll tell you the cover of the farm. Um, in the tillage area, there are some services that will track the growth stage of crops and give estimates of yields. But, you know, you have to, you, it doesn't always work in Ireland because of the cloud issue. Uh, so you, 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 you're taking a little bit of luck when you go to these services, a little bit. And just a final question, how far can we go with this? Like maybe here into the future, 10 years time, what might we be doing with it? In 10 years time, my guess is that we'll have very reliable weekly forecasts of grass growth. But more importantly, I think we're going to have very good forecasts of soil condition. So we'll know whether in the future, in a week's time, whether the soil will be usable for traffic, for, for, for cattle or for machinery and maybe even then be linking it to the spreading of slurry. So instead of just having closed periods, we'll be able to say, actually, we have a forecast, ground conditions will be ideal this week for spreading slurry. So that's what we should do. Wonderful. And how, how do you pick up uh, the soil, the, the information on the soil? Uh, it's partly done through modelling. Um, we also have a student who's uh, looking at the Met Air and Weather Radar and she's recalibrating that so we should be able to say exactly how much rain has fallen every 15 minutes in any part of the country. So if you combine rainfall with cover information, what crops there, what grass there, with the soil type, you can get a very good estimate of what the soil moisture will be and therefore you can start thinking about okay are we in deficit, is it a dry soil, a wet soil, what can we do with it? Yeah, a more accurate forecast which will be fantastic. Exactly yes, a more spatially accurate forecast. Thanks very much, Stuart. Okay, no problem. Thanks, sir. You are listening there to Stuart Green, remote sensing and earth observation scientist with Chagosk. This is the first of three interviews you'll hear on the research field in coming weeks from interviews I did with Chagosk researchers that attended the BT Young Scientists and Technology Exhibition in the RDS in January. Next week, you'll hear from a scientist who's developing techniques to enable science to respond more quickly to diseases that can arise and spread rapidly in crops and cause significant losses once they gain a foothold. Deiraj Rahor, research technologist at the Crops Research Centre in Chagask Oak Park, will be telling me about how he's been using speed breeding techniques to more rapidly grow crops and screen for diseases. Meanwhile, we'd, as always, be delighted to get feedback, suggestions or comments from you. And if you'd like to reach me, please email me here, Sean Duke, presenter of the research field at seancduke at gmail.com. Another way you could support the show is to rate and review it on the iTunes podcast platform, as well as the other social media platforms it's available on, such as Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. And please subscribe to be alerted about new episodes. That's it for this week. I'd like to wish you all good health until we meet here again next time. Until then, goodbye from all of us here at the Research Field.